0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Me yeah. Hello, this is Rumble with Michael Moore. Welcome, everyone. We're in the home stretch here of our Blue Tsunami series, Blue Dots in a Red Sea. This is Episode 10, Recruit and Run, a Beloved Blue Winner. Today's mission here is to encourage you to recruit candidates before the next election. Let's find the right people to run. And I want to show you how it's done. I want to give you some ideas. And I want you to believe that you can pull this off because a lot of people have pulled it off. You are not alone. When I moved to a red county in northern Michigan sometime after the year 2000, I had no idea just how red it was. I mean, on my first election day there, I went into the polling place. I signed in. And I was handed a ballot. I took it in the voting booth, opened it up, and I looked at it. And I thought, huh, there's been a mistake here. It didn't quite look like a real ballot. It was like half the ballot was missing. You know, like the printer had somehow messed up or something. Because I'm looking at it, and there's only one party on the ballot. <laughs> There were only Republicans on this ballot. And this is for all these offices, you know, locally from the county commissioner to the sheriff to the prosecuting attorney, the judges. And it was just Republican after Republican after Republican and no Democrat. I'm like, this can't be right. I've got a spoiled ballot. I've got some kind of misprinted ballot. How could there not be a single Democrat? It was weird. So I left the voting booth. I went back up to the woman who gave me the, the ballot, I said, I, I think there's something wrong here. There are no Democrats on the ballot. Not for any, look at this, county treasurer, the county supervisor, go down the whole list here, state representative, state senator. Is there something wrong with my eyes here? Is there? Do I not see the word Democrat somewhere, what? Just please explain this to me, because ma- ma'am, you've handed me a Soviet ballot. And she said, what? This is a Soviet ballot. Remember the old Soviet Union where there was only one party, the Communist Party? You know, they had elections. They had elections. But there was only one party on the ballot. There, <laughs> You would go into the booth and you'd have a choice between this communist and that Communist Party member. And that was it. But we don't have that. We're like a full-fledged democracy here. We have, you know, all points of view that we have a diverse country that people think and feel different ways about all the issues. And I don't understand. Is there no, are Democrats banned in this county? No, she's laughing now. No, 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 no. You could be a Democrat and run here. I said, but why aren't they on the ballot? She says, because nobody wants to run as a Democrat. You mean nobody? You know, there's a Democrat on the ballot for president and uh, the senator from the state. But locally, the local offices, the local senators and representatives, whatever. No, she says, no, there's been no Democrat on this ballot here, and I can't remember when. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I said, look, how many people are in the county here? There's got to be like, you know, thirty thousand people in this county. You're telling me that out of the thirty thousand, there's no Democrats? Well, she said, no, I wouldn't say that there are no Democrats. But nobody wants to run as a Democrat because you can't win, because only Republicans win. I said, "Yeah, but they don't, Republicans only win because there's only Republicans on the ballot." That's the same thing. This is, again, this is a Soviet ballot. We only need one party. You don't need two parties, three parties, four parties. No, no, no. One party, the Republican Party. Now go vote. It's a free election. <laughs> that wasn't her voice that was me sort of thinking this is what I'm hearing and I'm being handed a ballot that they hand out in totalitarian countries not just the communist, obviously but certainly all the right wing dictatorship countries of course they don't want any opposition of course they don't allow it because why well because you only need one party I went back in I marked the the couple, you know, national Democrats at the top. And I handed it to her and I thought, you know, what I should do is I should just do a write-in because there is a write-in line on each of these offices. I should just write in. And, and sorry, I, I, I stepped back into the booth and I didn't want to look, I know, they know this is going to be me. They know who I am. I don't want to be a ding dong here. So, But I had to, I just wrote in a few friends, a few people I knew in the county, and I wrote my name in. It was probably Drain Commissioner. I mean, I just picked like the lowest office possible just because I did not want to turn in a ballot that was essentially the totalitarian ballot of only one party is allowed here. It was so depressing to think, oh, why did we move here? Why didn't we move to Ann Arbor? Or go back to Flint or go back, you know, anywhere in Detroit, East Lansing. And I just thought from that point on, I will never, ever vote in this county again if it's a Soviet ballot. And so that was when, as I told you back in the first episode here, where we decided to, you know, try and find some local Democrats if there's a monthly or quarterly meeting, Uh, We went to a meeting, there were four dues paying Democrats there, and then that was the start. I thought, wow, this is great. And we, you know, it went from four to 10 to 20, and slowly we built it. And by the next election, we had 200 dues paying members of the Democratic Party. And as I learned a few weeks ago, around this election in November, I was told by the county chair for the Democrats in the same county, they had over 400 dues paying members. I was, oh man, I was so happy to hear this. And then and then in the days after the election, when they had the, all the votes counted, that polling place where I voted on that day, many years ago, and the township that I lived in voted for Gretchen Whitmer, her Democratic governor of the state of Michigan, and Jocelyn Benson as the Democratic secretary of state. This very township had somehow flipped. Now, of course, there were still Republicans that won in the township, especially in the more local races, but I just thought, oh, my God, this is. And in fact, my belief in our ability to pull this off a decade or two ago had come true. I'm not the only one who experienced this this past election. And I want to encourage you, if you live in a red county, you live in a red town, you live in a red congressional district, this can happen. It has to happen, though, only because you believe it can happen and because you know you're not alone. And it's really just about getting out our people to vote. I know what you're thinking in your head, Mike. That may be true there in your rig county in Michigan, but you have no idea what Oklahoma looks like. And I know what you're saying, and I know this feeling, but... There's now been too much evidence to prove that if you do the right organizing and if you run the right people, your chance of winning is much better these days. Remember too, that there are so many young people that become adults. All these kids we've been raising, we didn't raise them to be haters and misogynists and bigots. We raised them to care about their fellow human beings and they care about the planet. There's been a shift. There has been a cultural and a political shift. If you don't know that, it's only because you've just been surrounded in this despair. I want to encourage you to come out of that despair. So here's what you've got to do. Before the next election, your new group, your blue group, has got to form a candidate recruitment committee. And you've got to meet and sit down and brainstorm and figure out Who's the best person to run? Who do we approach? Don't wait for somebody to make up their mind to run. In fact, sometimes we end up in some of our local ballots where we do have Democrats on the ballot, but they're the wrong Democrats. They're not the right people. They didn't know how to get out the vote. They weren't willing to work and knock on every door. You have to knock on every door, by the way. To run and to win, you have to knock on every door. And if you can, depending how large your district is or your precinct or whatever, you've got to go knock on it a second time in the months leading up to the election. They need to meet you and see you, and you need to have a human conversation with them, not a political one, a human conversation. That is the best way to people go, yeah, you know, he came to my door. No, I wasn't such a bad guy. We can't leave this to fate, and we can't leave this up to just the people who think they should be running. We need to find the right people. So here's what you've got to do. Just sit down right now. You could brainstorm this list with me right now. Just just pull out your phone or your piece of paper or whatever. And think of people in your city, in your school district, in your area, who's a local hero, who's done something so, something so great for the area. You know, maybe it's somebody that started a, a conservation group or some environmental thing. They cleaned up the water in the creek. Maybe it's the person that started a soup kitchen, providing food and meals for seniors and and people in need. You know, if you find the right person who's done this, maybe there's just a great history teacher at your high school. People have had this teacher for the last twenty years. They they love her. They absolutely love her. You got to start thinking about who has been in that community that people have encountered. Maybe it's the person that runs the United Way. Maybe. It's the Daisy's leader or the Girl Scout troop leader. I mean, really, how many girls have gone through that Girl Scout troop in the last 20 years? Run the football coach, the beloved football coach. Six of the last nine seasons have been winning seasons and all the kids love him and he's not some jerk and he's, you know, I mean, there's so many possibilities maybe it's the the woman who's the Lutheran minister at the Lutheran church in town who's progressive who cares about people who are the have-nots seriously just I I mean I I could think of a whole bunch of other categories but think of there's somebody and there's more than one a good person with good values and cares about people loves the country loves the town you live in but there's also young people. People like to vote for young people. So, a lot of young candidates. You saw the first generation uh, Zoomer here that got elected to Congress. He's 25 years old. Max Frost from Florida, from Orlando, showed up in Washington this week after being elected in November. 25 years old. I ran when I was 18 and was elected. You know, people love smart young people. And enthusiastic young people and you know, they come knocking at your door and say, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, and I'm I'm not, I'm going to fight for this and I'm not going to give up and I'm going to, and you actually believe it because you know, you're so probably halfway worn out yourself, but you, but here is youth at the door, youth saying, give me the mantle and I will make things better for our area. Wow. Who is that person? Think of women when possible, run women. This is another cultural shift. If you look at the statistics of those races that have a woman versus a man on the ballot, how many more times now the woman wins? It's so great to see. I mean, we've seen just in a matter of a decade or so, Congress itself, more and more women being elected people are tired of the same old same old the same old white guy running for office Bob Jones here I mean thank you Bob Jones whoever you are thank you for your years of service as, uh, as the county commissioner but please Don't we want to hear some new ideas? Don't we all agree that things are a little messed up right now? Some new blood, young people, women. It really is the path to go down. And if you start thinking outside the box and think about people You're like a casting director in a movie almost. It's like you're thinking, who's the best person to play this role? And listen, let me just warn you, because you live in a red area, you're going to think the person we got to find has got to be like a more conservative Democrat or more conservative. No, no, no. Don't do that. You're going to lose. Because why would they vote for the conservative Democrat when they've already got a conservative Republican? Why would you vote for hamburger when you've got prime rib? they're going to vote for the real deal, the Republican. They're not going to vote for your Democrat who's trying to sound safe and, and not offensive. And No, no, no. You've got to run for somebody who will come out and say, I believe in a woman's right to choose. Oh, you can't say that in this town. Oh, yes, you can. Again, Kansas this summer almost 60% of the people in this deep red Republican state voted to make abortion legal and they put it in their friggin' constitution. Candidates all across the country this November who ran with a pro-choice in favor of legal abortion and just said so, do you know how refreshing that is to people? Wow. I'll always believe this person because she wasn't afraid to say it. So don't get a candidate who's going to try to placate or try to be a conservative. That's fake. They know it. You've got to trust that there are so many non-voters or people who don't usually vote that would love to have an opportunity to vote for somebody that does have progressive values, that does care about the planet, that does care about the wage gap and and the income inequality. Run somebody that has your beliefs. Don't be chicken shit about this. You've got to recruit beloved candidates, people in your town that people are going to want to vote for. And if they haven't met them before, they're going to meet them at the door probably twice. And they're going to love this candidate. And will you win most of these? No, not at first but you're going to win some, a lot more than you've ever won before. But you have to be committed to this. You have to find candidates that are committed. And then you have to develop the right message around them that tells the public the truth. How refreshing. Trust me on this. When, When voters see the real deal, they would rather go for that than somebody who is saying that they're on your side, but your radar is telling you there's something fake about this. So that's our lesson here for today. You've got to have candidate recruitment. You've got to find the right people. You've got to think outside the box when you think of these people. You're not thinking of a Lutheran minister right now. I know you're not. You're not thinking about the woman that set up the food bank. You need to start thinking about a different way It's the only way we're going to win. Be bold, be brave, go for it. If you are the person that should be running, then you should start working on this right now. Now for the 2024 election. Is there an office you should be running for? Is there an office you would like to run for where you would do well by the people of your area? Don't put this off. We're the first month of a new year and we don't have much time. The next election cycle will be around faster than than you can imagine. Find your blue candidates. Make sure that they will be beloved by the voters. Think about them as winning this election, which they can do. Thanks for listening to this. I know you're thinking, I wanna wanna let you go, because you're gonna start writing down these people, put them in a draft on your phone or your computer, and send it around to some of the new blue friends you've met. Hey, what do you you think about, you know, that woman that gathered together, all those kids, and they did that huge cleanup in the park, and then she just kept doing it in other parks? What about her? Yeah, people like her. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a bartender. Real people, real people who are also those smart who are gonna work their butts off and who are gonna be the new face of the new liberal, progressive, lefty democratic party. Why wait? This has been Rumble with Michael Moore, episode 10. Of blue dots in a red sea we've got two episodes left in the next few days thanks for all your feedback on this and let me know if you or someone that you found is going to be running and when it comes time near the election i will put them up on my site i'll put them in in my podcast if i can we'll get the word out we'll build the movement around this with the right people running for office thanks everybody for listening And I'll talk to you soon. Blue moon of Kentucky, keep on shining. Shine on the one that's gone and said goodbye.